Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Buffalo Bills, maybe next year. Uh, the only podcast that could get a better deal for a court. Shut up, Frank. Wow. Tyrod Taylor got traded to the Browns, and it's it screwed up my whole head. Uh, my name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Yeah, I, I thought know. you were going to go with something like, like uh, we've been trying to edge out one of the people on this podcast for pretty much a year, but they didn't really get the hint, so we finally <laughs> just had to pull the trigger. Right. Or, or you know, after a long time, you know, even though they, even though they didn't want Paul last time, we just traded Paul to Bill, uh, Bills and Beers. Yeah. <laughs> there, would, there would have been a few ways we, we could have gone with yeah. it, but it's tough to, it's tough to be but witty Frank with. Him. Was, that's okay. Look, look we've, we've been off for a more than a month, uh, largely because the New England Patriots lost the Super Bowl and everybody's brain broke a little. Uh, and nobody wanted to record a podcast until we were absolutely certain there was no way they could come out. Right. I think the statute of limitations for Super Bowl reversals is is a right. month. So I think we're good so now. We're a little uh, you know, we're a little rusty. Uh, but we got some big bills news, obviously, that you all already are aware of, I'm sure. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about some littler, smaller bills news, and we're gonna uh, try not to yawn during the podcast because this daylight savings time has really got me screwed up. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tyrod Taylor. That was another way I could have started the show. Like the only podcast that gives you your hour back. Um, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor gets traded to the Cleveland Browns uh, for the, uh, their third overall third round pick. Uh, the first pick in the third round. So many people are saying it's almost a second round pick. Um, and that includes uh the he will be traded before they pay his six million dollar roster bonus. All of this will become official this week. Um, but the the details are out, and Tyrod has acknowledged this. And I suppose it's possible they could pull the plug, but I don't think so. Um, I don't think they will. Uh, by many regards, a coup. Uh, you know, for um, Bean Brandon Bean, the the general manager. Uh, but I want to get. Uh, Scott's take on it first, who was probably the nearest and dearest to Tyrod Taylor on the on the podcast, which I'm not trying to, you know, label no, you fair. as like a Tyrod apologist, but I think you were no, I, making I was, the most yeah. vociferous cases towards the end of his tenure here. Um, I mean, yeah. So I no, I think I was, and and um, I'm. I think we, I think I would speak for everyone when I say that we we wish Tyrod the best of luck, regardless of how we felt about him at the end. Um, he was obviously nothing but a professional his whole time here. Um, including some very raw deals on a number of occasions. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, the team never kind of got to where it, you know, it's funny because it's like if he had gotten us to the playoffs two years prior, then he's probably still the quarterback almost because it's like then that would have saved Rex Ryan's job probably mm-hmm. and Ryan would have kept him there. and And that's all clearly like, you know, probably that's all the Bills fans would have needed for some time. Um, but on some level, the uh, by having McBean come in here, now they've set the bar at the Super Bowl, which, to be fair, is is the right is the right bar to set. And and Tyrod clearly probably not a guy who, apart from your kind of one in a million, Nick Foles, Case Keenum. Yeah, I was gonna say of, he's no Nick Foles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of situation. He's not a guy who's who's an elite kind of quarterback. Um, they clearly want to go find that guy. Um, they've been obviously putting that down for a while. Uh, I'm I'm pleased that they obviously got a third rounder out of him. I think that's a tremendous 
um, job I've been, and and I continue to be oppressed by impressed by his kind of wheeling and dealing, and able to get, you know, more than what seemed to be market value for some of these guys. Um, admittedly, like the Darius trade, kind of notwithstanding. Uh, so I, I'm pleased by that. Um, I I still am not a hundred percent sure that this is the best thing to do, but it's very, it's very very close. Like it's like I think I'm okay with it, and then I read like. Joe Thomas, who's obviously a longtime Wisconsin guy and multiple all-pro kind of left tackle for the Browns, he's very excited about it. He thinks Tyrod's a really good quarterback and that they're going to do fine. So, and clearly someone who actually knows about football. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I, and then I read that and I'm like, oh, geez, maybe we did. I don't know. So, but ultimately, like, he's going to Cleveland. He's not going to do a lot of damage to him there, to, to us there, um, provided that they, you know, completely turn the team around by next season, which I, I can't imagine will be the thing. And yeah, I, ultimately, I'm not sure I could have talked myself into really committing to Tyrod indefinitely either. So um, given all that, I think it makes sense and it was a good deal. So I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over it. Right. And there's a lot of good points there. And this reminds me that I did think of a great opening for this podcast right now, which would have been pretending the breaking news was that, oh, per Ernie Johnson, the Buffalo Bills have just made the first NCAA tournament as they didn't misannounce that as the Buffalo Bills instead of Buffalo Bulls. So, yeah, as as Scott mentions, that, you know, Joe Thomas thinks Browns are getting a good player. I think they're getting a a good player. I don't think Tyrod is a terrible quarterback, but I can – the way I feel about him today and as this season went on varies so differently than I felt, you know, about him in late 2015 when he was doing all the things with his legs that he's doing now, but he was also – dropping dimes to Sammy Watkins 50 yards downfield with a guy less than a step back. You know, he seemed to have lost some of that accuracy and not really progressed in the other areas as a passer that you would need. The defense did its job in the playoff game to hold Bortles under 100 yards. Tyrod couldn't rise to the occasion and, and play at the level that the team needed him to. And so that was the, – the bar is the Super Bowl, as Scott said. And, yes – you look over the last 30 years and you can point out that there has been a, a Nick Foles and a, a Trent Dilfer, an old Peyton Manning, a Doug Williams, and a Jeff Hostetler in the 80s and 90s, respectively. But one thing about all those guys is those are one-win Super Bowl guys. You know, you're looking for someone who can get you to that game, you know, year after year. You're looking for the next Brady. That's a high order because you're probably waiting 50 years if you're looking for the next Tom Brady. But you're looking for a guy like a Roethlisberger or a Rodgers, a, a Rivers, a Breeze, who keeps you in contention year after year. And it was quite obvious that Tyrod was was not that guy. And that's that's what the team really needs. And I think this was a – it is a calculated risk. This team was already in danger of taking a step back this coming season just by nature of the schedule is likely to be more difficult. You have the Eric Wood retirement. Kyle Williams' status is still up in the air. You're not going to be able to improve the level other teams are at because, you know, we'll talk about dead money in a, in a little bit. But, you know, there's just a ton of, ton of dead. They were, they were most in the league in dead money before the Tyrod trade. So you're going to have a lot of issues getting talent on the field. And then they pulled the trigger on this trade when the only quarterbacks on your roster are Nathan Peterman and Joe Webb. And we're considering Joe Webb a quarterback at this point. I'm not even sure if Joe's under contract. That's just a guess. Well, he's so, a free agent. Yeah, there we go. So they have Nathan Peterman under contract. So they pull, they, they make this move then. There's a lot of risk there. Uh, as we note, though, top of the third round, 65th overall pick, 
a better deal than they were going to get for someone who is not figuring into their long-term plans, they they probably thought, yes, we this is the deal we have to take. It unloads a big salary. It takes it ends the question of you know, will Tyrod be the guy? You avoid the uncomfortable position of Tyrod now having to train his understudy, if you will, just looking over his shoulder all the time and waiting to be replaced, which sometimes can work, but often can uh, cause problems on the team, cause divisions on the team. So now you probably end up bringing aboard a draft pick and a veteran who are both new to the team and are starting from the same same square and have no preconceived spots with the Bills. Uh, Tyrod, for, for his part, he is going to – I'm going to say Tyrod goes to the Browns and improves their record. I am going to say that is going to happen. <laughs> be hard not to. Yeah. That is um, my my bold prediction for the the day. He's only got to get just got to get two wins. Yeah, really one if he does I guess two. Really one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll shut up and we'll go back to Tyrod stuff. I've I've said that that's my Tyrod party. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he does the the uh, calculations of ten point four million off the cap. Uh, $16 million in real money because, again, that bonus is going out. And I think the thing about the third-round pick that's good is that, you know, he was a known – the Bills were known sellers, right? They were they were well-known sellers in this market. There was no hiding the fact that they didn't really want Taylor anymore. They had to sort of – I don't know if I'd call it a bluff, but they had to sort of play tough the week or two before saying that, they, you know, they were fully planning on, you know, paying him his roster bonus and keeping him on the roster if need be. And <clears> – <throat> not cutting him and uh you know maybe maybe they would have cut him anyway uh and and so if somebody had called their bluff on that but cleveland chose not to and there were allegedly a couple of teams looking to offer things but nobody could beat um you know a third round pick for you know not just a player but they didn't have to eat any of his salary for this year so other than i guess what would be you know dead dead money um yeah, the bills, the dead money, we should mention the dead money number. It is going to be per over the cap, which is already updated this, even though, as we've noted, the trade is not official until Wednesday. They could back up. It's going to be $7.64 million 2018 dead hit, but then zero after that. Right. So they take the, and in case for those of you wondering, $26.359 million in dead money now before spring and summer cuts and before they figure out the Eric Wood situation. So it looks like it's going to be a 30 plus million uh, year in, of dead money. Yeah, it's a lot of dead money. And actually, the, the salary cap space uh, is going to be about $30 million. Um, they say, Although, according to Buffalo Rumblings, where I'm reading this, that does not include uh, Chris Ivory or Owa Odegotsua. I can never say that name. Uh, Chris Ivory or Owa's numbers, since those have not yet been released for next year. Uh, but I think it was a good, it was a good deal. Um, and I, I think Cleveland gets something good out of it, too. I think, I think it's hard to pretend like Tyrod Taylor wasn't uh, as my friend texted me, uh, uh, Dave, who's a, a, a Browns fan, he said he's, he's he said Tyra Taylor is a competent quarterback, which easily makes him the best quarterback they've had in the last 20 years in Cleveland. Um, and I think that that really is, I would put, I think I would believe that. I think yeah, that's the last that quarterback to lead the Browns to the playoffs, if I recall correctly, a guy we all know and remember, Kelly Holcomb. So that's yeah, that's yeah. the Browns standard. Yeah, I think I would, I think I would take. Uh, Tyra Taylor over Kelly Holcomb any day. Uh, Robert Griffin, Josh McCown, Brian Hoyer, Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell was okay in Washington. Brandon Whedon, Colt McCoy, Brady Quinn, Derek Anderson, Charlie Fry, Trent Tilfer, <laughs> Jeff Garcia, Kelly Holcomb, Tim Couch, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, who turns yeah. out to be a pretty good coach. Uh, 
Vinny Testaverde. I think it's okay. So if you go back, okay, then they were they were they weren't playing from 1996 to 1998. So Vinny Testaverde in 1995. I think I put Taylor on the Vinny Testaverde level in some ways. I don't know. Maybe end of, end of his career, Vinny Testaverde. Um, so I, I, but I think that Cleveland gets a good asset back, especially while they add um, Jarvis Landry and uh, to the mix, and they still have the two top two or two of the top four picks in the draft. So I personally think that they're going to probably still draft a quarterback first overall. I don't think that they think Tyrod Taylor is a, is a future quarterback uh, for them. I think he's a now quarterback for them while they, while they get their, their, their roster together. Um, So you're right, Paul, we don't have to watch Tyrod Taylor train his replacement, but uh, Cleveland is seems to be pretty happy to do that too. I'd be really shocked if they didn't take, um, you know, I guess the leading theory is Saquon Barkley and then maybe whatever quarterbacks left at four. Um, right, they'll, they'll probably use pick one or pick four on a quarterback. But still, yeah. better situation for Tyrod because he's going to a team where he doesn't, you know, the question is be when are you going to lose your, your starting job you've had here for three years? He'll be new to that situation just as the new guy is. Right. It's pretty wild. Um, so we uh, – that's where we are. Sorry, I just got a text message that makes that – makes, uh, that makes no sense to me. Okay. Uh, do we have any more thoughts on the Tyrod Taylor trade? Do, is there any other things going on here? Well, I mean, it? I guess I, I'm trying to remember exactly where we were on our uh, on our agenda because I, I've moved to other sites and I'm doing a lot of other things other than paying attention to you guys talk. Um, but are we going to talk about whether or not we're going to dra- we're going to actually get another? Whether we're going to bring in someone else to train the replacement for them? Yeah, that's a good point on the free agency for uh yeah, do we wanna do we wanna Frank, what do you think? You are the leader of this pod at present. Do we do we wedge that in now because it's second? Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I think that it, I think that the next I think part of this conversation going forward after we talk I think we should dispense with Chris Ivory and Vontae Davis and come back to it. Because really, sure. if I'm being honest, the the end of the agenda where we talk about free agency, the draft and, and what's next, I, I can't imagine that's not all about quarterback anyway. So or at least largely so i think let's let's knock out the the, the rest of the pro forma um mm-hmm. and then we'll come back to it because i think that okay. is juicy stuff mm-hmm. so uh the bill signed chris ivory to a two-year deal um and so that's okay yeah i think there's a lot of i don't know what it, I, I we don't know what the contract is right so we don't know if it costs a lot of money or not but i did see the contract it's it's not too prohibitive he gets per game bonuses his base salary is a mere million but there are going to be a lot of bonuses he'll likely be right around the 2.5 million mark this year and bonuses likely to be earned in base salary and then next year same deal uh pretty much his cap number could be up to 3 million with a 1.5 base and then 1.5 million in what they call bonuses likely to be earned and yes those are the nfl categories bonuses likely to be earned and bonuses not likely to be earned. I don't know what they do with ones that are 50-50. Bonus may might be earned, but the the difference is if he hits the if he doesn't hit bonuses not likely to be earned, those won't count against the cap until the year after they've they've hit. So it's a reasonable salary. They definitely needed to upgrade on Mike Tolbert. You can look at some of Ivory's numbers over the last couple of years and say, oh, he seems to have taken a step back, but he didn't have the offensive line that he's going to have in Buffalo, so that's going to be very helpful to him, I would imagine. He also, you know, could is, might just be in a better 
situation overall. And it's tough based on the small sample size since he's left the Jets to determine how he's going to be. So for the amount spent and for a, a two-year deal, and if he's terrible in the preseason, you can still get away with cutting him and just, what the hell, add more dead space. But it's not a, a terrible amount of dead space. So, you know, you have you have that option. So I think you're looking at a position you need to upgrade behind the Sean McCoy. This was the way to go. And then, of course, you can still attack it in the draft. It doesn't preclude you from doing that. I'd say my one negative that I have with this pickup, not the salary, not necessarily the person, but you get, again, a guy who has a different type of running style than McCoy, and I think that can throw off the line. We saw that with Tolbert last year. Mike Tolbert was also – his issue was also that he was Mike Tolbert, so that was part of the problem. But I think you could use a guy who has more of McCoy's style for consistency. But that's my biggest issue with the signing – I'm totally fine with, with bringing Chris Ivory aboard the team. Uh, all the, the one negative that I'm aware of on Chris Ivory is that when I was reading the Bill Barnwell analysis of this deal, he called Chris Ivory the worst backup running back in the league. Hmm. So that's a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I kind of am concerned. I generally, I mean, I have, Watched Chris Ivory here and there over the years. He's had some decent games against us, but that's not a reason to pick up him as, as a running back because there are a lot of guys that have did decent games against us. Um, you know, ultimately. Exactly. Paul, I think you were in a well, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, the, I walked, I so I'm not. I'm not going to like walking. freak out about a backup running back because ultimately, fairly easy position to come by. Uh, I think I am a little more concerned that. Scott. Oh, we lost Scott. We lost you for a minute there. I we still lost Scott. A little more concerned by, and then we couldn't hear what Scott said. Oh, oh here the mic's coming. I hear the back. breathing. Okay. Okay. You Sorry. Want to you, we just we, you were a little concerned by, and then you did you get my Barnwell thing? Yes, we got, we got the, the Barnwell thing. thing. Okay, so anyway, we so, got most. Of, we got much of it. All right. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a little concerned by the fact that this seems to be another McDermott thing where he finds a veteran who he kind of, I don't know if they've ever been on the same team, that, that may be a lie, uh, but it seems like one of these things where they like these veteran guys who've been around the league a long time who probably you know, know how to be good in a meeting and pay attention, and that's their criteria for bringing him in. So it's, it's a backup running back. I'm not going to freak out, but I'm, I'm not convinced that this is a, a great choice. I mean, he seems like a slightly faster Mike Tolbert, which is not saying a lot. Um, so, you know, whatever. I'm not going to freak out, but it's, I'm not really not. I, I'm, there are be- probably better choices I'd be more excited about. Yeah, I don't see that any place where they would have crossed over as a coaching player. Okay. Uh, Sean was in Philly, but, you know, Bean probably got a good look at him when Ivory was in New Orleans. So, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. They probably have identified him as a good culture player. Hashtag trust the process. Uh, let's see. Vontae Davis, also a new bill. Um, they, that, that was, I think, in, the, in February, end of February. Um, we have signing bonus of $1.5 million, uh, a base salary of $2.25 million. I think it's just this one year, though, right? It's a one-year deal with one of those. One of the prove-it deals, as they call them. Right. So, yep. Right. Uh, which, you know, you sign, sometimes you sign a guy to approve a deal and he can't prove it. Sometimes you sign a prove a deal and he leaves. 
And then sometimes you get Richie Incognito on a prove it deal and, you know, you restructure his deal and they stick around and they're, they're, they're you know, they contribute as good players. Um, so Davis was uh, allowed, these guys were allowed to sign because they weren't like on active rosters at the end of the season, if I remember right. And, right. and that's kind of what the deal is. So he had toured a bunch of facilities as soon as he, as he could. And Buffalo was his first stop and they came back here. Uh, Davis uh, we started with Paul last time. Scott, do you have do you have thoughts on the Devontae Davis signing? Or I mean, I'm I'm fine. I mean, I think it's he's kind of like a slightly better version of EJ Gaines, so I'm I'm okay, okay with it. I mean, a guy who's dinged up but not um, but has had some good good playing when he's in there has been very good. So I'm I'm a, he's obviously a little older than Gaines, and obviously Gaines knows the system well. But presumably McDermott is able to determine who knows this, like the difference between. Like what value Davis can provide above and beyond the the you know what Gaines is in terms of knowing the system, and then after that it's just kind of rolling a dice on being healthy. So I'm okay with it. I think Monte Davis is a good player. Yeah, he only played in five games last year, unfortunately, but when he was healthy for Indianapolis, he was a very good player. And of course, you know, in the earliest part of his career was in Miami. Uh, Paul. Yep. I, I'd agree. You know, it's it's right, similar to the the everyone Scott had mentioned. You know that Barnwell did rate him the worst backup running back. There is similarly a school of thought with Davis that his he's you know older now by cornerback standards. That his best mm-hmm. days, his Pro Bowl days, could be behind him. He did only play the five games last year before the injury got him, and then they just outright cut him. So you know you have to have certainly have to have concerns on that front. Yet you also Again, low risk, high potential reward. It's like you said with Incognito, Frank. This is exactly the type of signing that could prove immensely valuable. And this organization with the, the signing last year of uh, Gaines, uh, for example, you know, like, all right, let's, let's bring this guy aboard. See, and it wasn't a sign. They traded for him, but that really worked out. They had a good eye for uh, people in the secondary. They've, they had a great eye for the two safeties they signed with, with Hyde and Poyer. And I think you get Davis, again, it's a – $4.3 million deal. They they take three and a half in dead money if he can't get back to it and they have to, they have to cut him. So reasonable, prove it type of deal. This It likely means they won't re-sign EJ Gaines, but it's t- I wouldn't totally rule it out simply because maybe Gaines is expecting more than he'll get on the open market. I don't think that will happen. But if they can, say, draft quarterback with one of their, their picks, if they don't have to mortgage their entire early round to move up in the draft, uh, entire, all their early round picks move up in the draft, that is, you know, hopefully get some, some depth there. So I'm, I'm fine with this sign. I don't think it's going to be a beat the world sign, but if he can come in and be at least perform at the level of gains, but be in the game all the time, you know, play 14 to 16 games versus the amount that gains played this past season, I, I think this was another, another, Good, but not great signing. So for what you're going to get before the official free agency period of starts of people who are on NFL rosters, these, these have been, it's been a good pickup. Okay. Um, and we'll just mes- mention, uh, as I said, defensive end, Owa Odigizua. Odigizua. That sounds Yeah, right? if you do it, if you, I find I can do it if I do it syllable by syllable when I'm looking Odigizua. at it. Odigizua. Um, he played for the Giants, uh, uh, but did not finish the season. He's been, only played a total of 18 games. Uh, this is not the same type of signing as the other two guys. The belief, I think, is that he will be a cap, uh, sorry, a camp kind of trying out to make the team at the end, you know, just showing up. Uh, he, he's depth. He is decidedly depth. But he's only, you know, 
was drafted in 2015, so maybe they, maybe you can get a uh, John McCargo, not McCargo, like a one of those guys that signs with a different team and then starts to play better. Jerry Hughes. Yeah. Kind James, of James Harrison's a good James example. Harrison, that's right. That might be the extreme example of that would be awesome if it turns into James Harrison, but you know, there's still there are plenty of those examples, you know, of guys who can be contributors for other teams, for sure. Any any thoughts on him, Scott? Or no, I got nothing. You got nothing. All right, good luck. I, good I don't luck. think anyone has thoughts on on it. You know, like yeah, I think you you summed it up, Frank. Possible camp body, but he has a chance to make the team because they're thin in this area, and he's got good metrics, and he's a young player. So we'll see. Well, the. The NFL Combine was the last was last week, and even a little bit before that, we had Terry Pagula at the Combine, almost certainly watching the quarterbacks work out. We know the Bills met with a handful of quarterbacks. Uh, the they probably met with some other people too. They hold the twenty first and twenty second pick in the NFL draft. Uh, there are teams ahead of them that need quarterbacks. Teams ahead of them that suddenly don't need quarterbacks. Um, the uh, Kirk Cousins is available. There's a lot of stuff going on. The Bills are adding picks. They they they're in a they're in position now to maybe, you know, shoot up the 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 the, the draft ladder all the way to two, where the Giants are. I got no clue. Uh, but for a clue, we should talk to Scott, who I am told uh, sources have told me that Scott did a little bit of math for us, um, doing some I of the calculations in the draft pick value chart. So which yes. is and this so, the original? Sorry, is this the original? No, I went. Please. I went to the Walter Camp uh, draft value at WalterFootball.com. The draft chart there. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not going to claim that that is the authoritative chart. I'm sure that there are a variety of better charts or different. No, you kind of you kind of phased out again, Scott. Sorry. Get to it then. Um, okay. so the, it's fairly easy to get to, so we're at, if you, if you start at 21, which is obviously our first, first round pick, um, mm -hmm. you can get up all the way to two. If you really want to just basically give away all your picks this year. And I, and for the record, there are like out your picks that you can obviously add, add to this to make it mm -hmm. somewhat simpler. I just kind of stuck with this year's picks. So if you give all of your picks to the giants, basically you can get that number two slot, which obviously gets you pretty much anybody. You get one of the top two QBs or either of the top two QBs if, if Cleveland goes um, Barkley first, mm -hmm. So, um, which I think is not a great move. I love Saquon Barkley, but he's still a running back. It's just it's a very tough position to take first overall. Um, the, so I think, it's, I think there's, a, a, there's a couple different roads to get you to four. You can either do both of the third-round picks and both of the second-round picks. You can do... Uh, your first round pick and both thirds, or you can do uh, both first round picks and both first round picks and what? Oh, uh oh, lost yeah. Scott's mic again. Just some terrible network issues. Terrible. I am. I apologize. Everyone. It is not you. It is a is a network issue. That's fine. When so I try and get through this and log back out and log back in again. Okay. All right. So. If you want to go to five, you do your two firsts and your first third. But if you do your last third, it only gets you to six. And then if you mm. want to get to seven, you want to go, you're going to do your first and then you're going to do both seconds or one third in the last second. 
or just the two the the the, the two firsts. So sorry, that's two firsts or two thirds in the last second or both seconds. And then if you want to get to the mid rounds like 14 or 13 or 15, then you do either second or both of the thirds. Um, so I would say if you're in the quarterback market, you kind of want to be in the top. I, I think you want to be in that top six, top seven kind of area. I, I don't have the teams in front of me. Maybe Frank or somebody yeah, can pull I, it up. I while I, while yeah, I have, have. yeah, you have. So why don't, why don't you guys talk about who's taking a quarterback and then I'll, I'll, I'll log back in. All right. So, Paul, uh, we've heard some of the formula here. You've got Cleveland at one, New York, the Giants at two, who uh, by all accounts seem like they're going to stick with Eli Manning and are not. They do, which is kind of funny because they had, of course, benched him toward the end of the the season. But the two stories I've seen have said they're going to ride it out with Eli still. Right. Uh, And and they don't seem to be of a mind to take his replacement either. so, for instance, I'm looking at one website that have them taking Saquon Barkley as a guy who could help them now, you know, a guy who could step right in and help them play. Then you have the Colts who are going to not draft a quarterback because they believe Andrew Luck are, is, is all set and is going to be okay. Then you have the Browns again who would not need another, would not need a second quarterback. They, they, they could try the uncommon draft a quarterback at one and four strategy and just, you know, like the Hunger Games, just like yes. whichever it makes it makes, but that is not going to happen. You have Denver who needs a quarterback. You have the Jets who need a quarterback. Then in Tampa, you have uh, Jameis Winston, who they're, they're seventh. They don't need a quarterback. Yep. The Bears just took a quarterback second overall last year, um, so they don't figure to need one. The 49ers in nine just, they just signed Garoppolo. The huge Garoppolo. Deal. They don't figure to need a quarterback in the first round. Derek Carr and the Raiders at 10. Um, the Dolphins at 11. They're yeah. sort of wishy, like they, they could be wanting to move on from Ryan Tannehill. Um, so, because this one particular one I'm looking at, they have the Dolphins taking Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. Well, what about so, Jay Cutler, guys? What about what Jay, Jay Cutler? Cutler? What about what about Jay Cutler? Or what about the guy that can any of us? This is a good quiz for the three of us. Can any of the three of us remember who played against the Bills in that regular season finale? Oh, it was. Oh, oh, he had a um, ridiculous name. It was uh it was uh Mike Loser. Greta Garbo. <laughs> oh boy. That's uh man. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was loser or something, right? It was like lose man or lose man. Oh wait, no, <laughs> that was us. I'm literally having to go to the box I'm, score of this. I'm, I'm gonna go faster. It was you. suck, right? Or it was fails. David fails. David <laughs> fails. That's what it was. I knew it was so <laughs> So good. Loser name because it was like because I was making some joke and then he started to kind of tear up. The, he threw. He was twenty nine of forty two for two hundred and sixty five yards. Um, yeah, it's like that's yeah. a good motto for the Dolphins. Our future fails. Right. That's, that's perfect. Right there. So anyway, out of the first ten picks, you have you got, you got the Cleveland. Browns could take one. The Giants could no. Excuse me. The Browns, the Cleveland, Denver, and, and the, the Jets, Jets yeah. is three. But. You also have to kind of figure you're not the only, you know, person who at the dance here who, yeah, who wants to move up. up. So it's not just about getting in and around those three teams. And you're like, oh, well, if you get past those three teams, you're square because you have, you know, Tampa, Chicago, San Francisco, Oakland before Miami shows up. Somebody could be trying to get into that section ahead of you. Um, so some of those teams would be like Arizona might need a quarterback depending uh 
I don't think Baltimore quite yet needs a quarterback. Yeah, Arizona would need a quarterback. I think Washington, you can say, oh, they just signed Alex Smith to a multi-year deal, so they are probably unlikely. But right. you know, you never know. They Alex Smith is not a young man anymore. They could be looking beyond him. So anyway, yeah, there are teams uh, that would that would need quarterbacks that are not just in that top ten. I think, I think, and then of course, it's not just a matter of like. You know, you want to get the last one, maybe. Maybe maybe you are okay with two or three out of the six. I got by most metrics, there's six quarterbacks that are that are gonna be taken in the first round and, and they could be gone in the first fifteen picks, depending on who trades up for what. Um so uh that was kind of our I, not right. Of course you need to find a willing trade partner. So I think if we go with the draft value charts that Scott presented, you really are looking to move up to five or higher because well you could easily move into six and seven and not surrender all of your picks in any means or excuse me uh five and six though five and six aren't gonna they're gonna probably say probably there's a high possibility they pick quarterbacks i guess you really need to get in the top four is is what i'm saying and then who's mm -hmm. your dance partner you've only got three teams to trade with Cleveland, new york or the colts so which one of those is is going to be willing to dance with you and, and right you know to your needs so and one of the wild one of the wild cards in this is of course where Kirk Cousins ends up because if Kirk Kirk Cousins ends up in Denver or with the Jets, well that takes them out of the running for drafting a quarterback probably because you know Cousins is not a a Tyrod Taylor signing. He's going to get you know five years and gosh knows how many millions. Like you're signing your quarterback in that case. If he goes to Minnesota, which is quite possible. Well, that doesn't help Buffalo at all, really, because, you know, Minnesota's way at the back of the draft. And they're sort of, you know, frankly, Minnesota's sort of stuck if they don't get her cousin. Well, Minnesota's letting all their, all their other quarterbacks go, basically. That's what I heard, right? Is that they, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I think, they're, they're, I, think, I, think you're pretty, I think you're pretty severely zooling, by the way, Scott. Yeah, frankly, sorry, Scott. You're going to have to. We're kicking you off again. Do it again. But sorry. Your point, which is that, yeah, they've lost all of the uh, – Minnesota, possibly in the best quarterback situation in history last year, had Keenum had a, a, a year where he really stepped up to the play. You had Bridgewater, who'd done some great things early in his career before the injury bug hit. And then you had some depth in Sam Bradford. Now they got none of those guys. So they've got to figure, well, they've got Bridgewater, but he's still an injury risk. So you've got to figure out what you're doing if you're, you're Minnesota. So maybe, you know, maybe they, one of those guys signs where I like the fact that we have the draft before free agent or excuse me, free agency before the draft nowadays, because this will inform the bills with how they want to handle their quarterback situation or what they might need to give up. Cause right. the best situation is, you know, the, the, you know, Cleveland's going to draft quarterback with one or four. So there's one pick. If the jets take cut, if the jets get cousins and say the, the other team, I can't think of and had the Broncos get, you know, one of the other mar people out there, whether it's Keenum you know, whether it's perhaps someone else they, they figure is, is going to lead them for a while, they're out of it. Then guess what? You can move anywhere into the top 10. You darn well please, as long as there are two to three quarterbacks in there you think you can you can get. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how free agency plays out in the quarterback market because that's really going to shape, you know, let's, what the Bills might have to trade away to move up. Let's get Scott's thoughts on this now because he's sort of been itching to – we sort Sorry. of cut him out a bit. It's <laughs> – Sorry, Scott. It was one of those severe zools. That's why we had to jump. Okay. In. Um, much, much better now. So, what are we? What's the question? 
Oh, the, just, I mean, your thoughts on, uh, generally speaking, moving up. I mean, we, we feel like we sort of identified three teams that, that would, would definitely take quarterbacks or, or be, have the potential to take quarterbacks. You, you can take this wherever you'd like now. I mean, do you want to okay. talk so, about yeah, why don't we, or whatever? Yeah, however you want to talk about it. Okay, so why don't we, why don't we talk about, like, um, so I don't think the Bills are going to get Cousins. Does, does anyone disagree? No, I think they're I out on I don't disagree. Yeah, I think okay. you're dead right. right. So we're out of Cousins. Anyone else is going to be a bridge to whoever we actually take in the draft at this point, correct? Right, yeah. Right. I, I think they're going to have to add a Oops. They're going to have to add a veteran, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It might be, um, it might be AJ McCarron. It might be, yep. you know. Uh, McCarron could be one of the Minnesota guys, you know. What about Foles? How do we feel about Foles? Uh, the the thing with Foles is they seem to be wanting a first-round pick for him. And if I'm going to use my first-round pick, I'm going to use it on a guy who's – it's hard to say, but I look, he looked great in the Super Bowl. He was putting the ball in places that were absolute money throws. And if that's the guy you're getting, great. If the guy you're getting is the guy who – was backing up everyone for two years and, and, and not getting those chances. That's a lot for a first round pick. Okay. You know, Paul? I, I, yeah, I would, I would agree with, and I like Foles too. And I think it'd be great to get him, but the problem is almost he's that tweener guy. Cause if they need to add a veteran and the next, you know, who's going to be the, the next big deal guy is mm-hmm. Foles going to be satisfied coming to a place where he's like, Oh, Hey, welcome to the, we're going to draft your potential replacement. Even though a couple months ago, not even a couple months ago, you were the MVP of the Super Bowl, out-dueled Tom Brady, you know, played, ex- had an exceptionally good rookie season, which was not all that long ago, just three mm-hmm. or four seasons ago, and yet we're going to relegate you in your mid to late 20s to, you know, being the guy who grooms the next guy. I don't know if it would be the best fit. I think if they go Foles, they would have to commit on Foles, be like, Foles is our guy, we're going to sign him to a big deal, which I think the issue is they're not going to have the cap space to do that. And I think there would be some rumblings in the fan base. That's that's my opinion. I like Foles personally, though. If they get him, there are worse problems we've had as Bills fans. I kind of agree. Like I'm in the position where it's like, if they went out and gave a first round pick for Nick Foles, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna light the the city on fire. Like I could kind of see it. Now, admittedly, he is he is only under. The he's only under contract for another year, so we're really only we're basically now in the in the, we'd basically kind of be in a Tyrod esque situation where we have to kind of decide on a guy based off of sixteen games and what is clearly a team kind of in transition to a certain extent. The playoff kind of victory aside, or the playoff berth kind of aside, but at the same time, like if you wanted to not go that route, I would also kind of understand it because it is a lot to put on one guy. But it is. Um, yeah, you kind of like the idea of just like signing that just to like mess with Brady, kind of. Like I kind of want to like, admittedly, like we don't have the receivers of the line that Philly had, but uh, or the back. Well, we have the back, admittedly, but we don't have the line or the receivers. So right. there's some of that too. But um, but uh, I kind of like the idea just to mess with Brady. So I'm not totally ruling that out. <laughs> and if you like, control the Patriots, it's not a bad signing, no matter what. Not, not a bad trade, yeah. Yeah, and then there's also the like the um, 
they're like good guy veteran thing like the mcdermott being you know we want veterans with characters and clearly i think Foles passes that test on some margin vice you know some of the the other guys who might be out there um yeah he's, he's a big family values guy and, and so yeah. forth and that's kind of appealed to sean mcdermott doing in 2012 20 no he was already with the panthers by the time okay. nick Foles got to philly the first time okay so yeah that's a good that's very good uh, thank you for checking into that um yeah. okay but uh, anyway, so now we're left with the kind of the draft quarterback question. So I think the best thing is, is like, do who, do, based off of what you guys know, I don't know how much research you've done. Like, what do you, how would you rank the kind of five or six quarterbacks? Are there some that like you would, you would not be willing to, to draft in the top 10 if you had to give up, you know, like we're talking about, you know, potentially like if you want to move to like, let's say four and it's, you know, both of our third round picks and both of our first round picks or uh, both of our firsts and one of our second rounds. Like, if that's the price you're willing to pay, is there anyone you don't want to draft based off that? There are so many questions. I mean, you look at the one person, and again, I work, I don't watch as much college football as, as you guys probably do. I, I liked Rosen. I could see them moving up from, I would not, I would have the same hesitation so many do about Baker Mayfield. And not so much the attitude and the personality, but like I don't necessarily get the impression that he's going to be the guy, the guy. He could be. He could be that exceptional quarterback. But do I move up into the top four to pick him? I don't know I if I do. I think Lamar Jackson, his stock has fallen a bit, still looking like a potential first-rounder from a lot of what I read, but not a guy I would trade up for either. Rosen, yes. Josh Allen, yes. So I think that's kind of where I, I lie on that. You know, and then you have even players like Sam Darnold, Darnold and Rudolph and Ferguson. Uh, those guys, I would rather see fall because I just i I would like to, if if they pick one of those, I'd rather be with twenty one or twenty two. But okay. that's or not maybe like fifteen, sixteen, if you give up a third or something. Yeah. To the extent that I watched any college football, I might have watched more than Paul, but I don't remember <laughs> really watching any, and I'm certain I didn't watch these guys at all. But the only, I guess, the only thing that scares me is the Josh Allen talk, because he's the "quote unquote" prototypical looking guy, but he's also like statistically the worst guy. Like, and he played for, I think he played for, he plays for Wyoming, right? So it's not the yes. same as a lot of other programs where, yes. you know, he's not facing the same sort of defenses. I believe he was the one who said like, "stats are for losers" uh, when he was, <laughs> you know, he 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 strikes me as the most, um, you know, bustable guy you know he's got all the yeah. pro he's got all like he's got the big arm yes I, I feel like every year we got to hear about the guy with the big arm and that guy with the big arm you know routinely like throws from his knees and then like does nothing because he just can't can't play football um so to that extent uh i mean he's really the only guy that i i'm sort of super wary of uh okay. sam darnold I, I haven't even entertained the thought because he's just going first overall in so many drafts that I, I you know, I, I think the bills would be happy to have him, but I, I, I can't envision it. Um, Josh Rosen is probably the guy I, I want first. Uh, I think he has the, 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 the best compliment of, um, uh, you know, he's got things like completion percentage. He kind of looks like the, the quarterback. Um, he's got, so he's got some of the physical traits, but he also has some of the, the pedigree. Uh, I understand that it's kind of crazy that, the fact that he has a podcast and has opinions on things uh, may, in fact, you know, put some coaches and front offices off, which I think is 
both hilarious and and awful. Um, I would hope that you know the Bills personally. I would hope the Bills would be a little better than that, um, but you never know. Uh, I you know, and then on the flip side, you have Baker Mayfield, who who sort of has a, you know distraction issues written all over him for the other reason. And I sort of don't believe in any of his nonsense either. I just like by I think by one metric, he was the most accurate quarterback. Um, which I don't know if that's because you know he has great wide receivers or whatnot. But I like the fact that apparently, on, at least in on one level, he he w- had the best completion percentage. Um, Rudolph and Jackson, I, I guess I just. I don't know. I'm, I'm literally going off a scuttlebutt here. And my feeling on them is that, you know, Jackson's down year last year after his Heisman year um, could really, you know, be demonstrative of, of what might happen in the next year. Um, I was glad he pushed back when somebody asked him if he'd be willing to play wide receiver or tight end. Uh, I think that's a pretty insulting question. <laughs> um, and Mason Rudolph, um Again, I, I, from what everything I've heard is a guy who, you know, could do well and might be there in the 20s and could be a good option for a guy if you don't really want to, you know, trade your draft picks, um, but isn't going to come with the same uh, percentage level of panning out that, you know, the Rosen and the Darnold might. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, or? okay. No, that's fine. So you're basically saying you would not trade up for uh, Alan Jackson or yeah, I don't want Allen at all, and I wouldn't trade up for Rudolph or Jackson. I okay. think those guys I'd be happy taking in the 20s or, you know, high team. Okay. No, that's fine. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think you guys are I think you guys are on track because I am the correct person who knows the answer to this right. question. That's, that's awesome. um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I think Allen, you're right. I think Allen's a stay away. I'm not sure I'd draft him in the first round if I was the Bills. Um, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I have seen him do some completely – he reminds me a lot of Mike Vick. And Mike Vick was a very good quarterback, um, period. But he also did not – he did not win a Super Bowl. He was not on Super Bowl teams, if I recall. He got into the playoffs, and he I remember he beat Green Bay and Green Bay. And he could be a very good quarterback, but I'm not sure he's going to be, like, the guy who gets you to where you need to be. Um, and just – you know, he obviously has a somewhat different playing style than Tyrod, but in some ways they are similar in terms of their they have, you know, a run game aspect to their thing. They're uh-huh. both pretty decent good ball, you know, deep ball throwers, but have problems with mechanics and accuracy in the kind of short and intermediate games. So it seems unlikely that the Bills would go that route as well. Um, Mayfield, I, I do like um, it's 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 tough because like I wanna Part of me wants to say that Mayfield and Rudolph, they've been compared because obviously they're, they're Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. They've been playing each other for three or four years now, practically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, and they, they've had similar careers. Mayfield has been a bit more successful. Oklahoma's been a slightly better team during that time period, but they've actually both put up similar kind of stat lines. Part of me likes Mayfield because he has been on the better teams, um, which is not really a reason. It's, it's, because Mayfield has won more of those, but it's it's probably not really how that works, and it's not good drafting to do it that way. Um, I'm not sure. That said, I'm not sure that Mayfield is like a top ten pick the same way that Darnold and Rosen are. So you know, maybe Mayfield's ahead of Rudolph in my book, but he's not ahead by a lot. Probably is the correct way to view it. And so, if 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 either one of them fells the Bills at 21 or 22, or they were hanging around, or if the, the run on quarterbacks happened and they were dropping to 15, 16, then I'd be okay with trading up a little bit to get either one of those guys. Though, again, Mayfield seems like 
like McDermott and Bean are gonna just kind of see the crotch grab and call it a day on Mayfield. Like they clearly can't handle that kind of stuff. Um, so then, yeah, it kind of comes down to Darnold and Rosen, who have the kind of the you know the perfect resumes, kind of you know both kind of Pac-12 kind of throw it around quarterbacks with you know good accuracy, good long ball, you know natural kind of pocket passers with a bit of with a bit of mobility, um, you know have the kind of take charge attitude and kind of born to be quarterback kind of pedigree like like Frank was saying. So I, I think both of those guys. So the, yeah, so it really comes down to. Um, where the draft, how the draft and free agency kind of plays out, I think that would be fine. Giving up, going to four, for either of those guys, like giving up, kind of because that's the thing. There are enough holes on this build scene, this playoff appearance notwithstanding, to make me want to still get another pick in the first three rounds. I don't think we can just give all of our picks to the Giants and go to two, um, and get our. Either a get Rosen or Darnold, or get our, our choice of them if um, if, if 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 they don't take uh, if they take Barkley first. So I feel like I kind of want to still hold on to one of those, um, just because also neither one of these guys is like the you know Darnold has had a bit of a problem with turnovers. Rosen's a bit you know he's he's a little younger and he hasn't quite been tested in some of the big stages that. Um, that Darnold has, like Darnold's played in the Rose Bowl. Obviously, Rosen plays in the Rose Bowl as his home stadium, but he has not played in like big national championship level games. So I'm a little more worried about that with him. But there's not, it's not like a you can't really hold him just because UCLA was terrible. You can't really hold that against him. Um, so yeah, so I'm okay moving to four. That lets you at least hold on to either your first, your other first round pick, or you know, some combination of second and third round picks, theoretically, if you're going just by the value. But Paul did make a really good point that obviously, like, other people are going to want to trade up, and uh, you know, whoever is in that position may not want to trade out just for the buy rights draft value chart because they feel like, uh, you know, either they got to take a quarterback or they got to take somebody else. So, right. if we can squeeze in there at four, and we might, that's the thing, you'll, you'll know by the time the draft happens. Either you... You know, if Rosen or Darnold is there at four, yeah, if I'm the Bills, I'm making the call, and I'm putting together a pretty strong offer. I, I'd still like a pick on day two, but if I, don't, if I don't get it, I mean, that's the thing. It seems at this point the Bills are pretty much sold. Like, they're, they're they, short of, like, them, them deciding they want to go the Foles route, they got to get the number one quarterback this, this offseason. So it seems like they're going to do it regardless. I'm not sure that's a great idea, but ultimately, like, if you if you feel like you have to get him, I guess you have to get him. So I'm done. Wunderbar. <laughs> uh, yeah, very very well done. Uh, that's why we have you here because you're the you're the college guy. Right. It puts our knowledge to shame on on that one for sure. It, yeah, it's an interesting QB class this year. I've enjoyed I enjoyed watching some of these. Like I saw a little of Josh Allen, and again, like I totally like I saw Josh Allen against Iowa, and I it was. Um, he didn't do anything. And I was a good team, but like they don't have, they had like a good, Josh Jackson's a good first round, probably draft pick. And Josie Jewell's probably a good second round linebacker guy, but they're not, it's not, it's not like the freaking Alabama defense that he was going against. Um, and he didn't do shit. So Josh Allen, not buy, I'm not buying it. Yeah, and then, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Scott's word for it there. I think one thing, and I know we've, moved on from the free agent QB portion of the discussion, but something we've all kind of assumed, which is going to be a huge game changer on the market, 
if it doesn't come to fruition is everyone's thinking, oh, Drew Brees is going to go back to the Saints, you know, no problem at all. We're down to 15 hours now where the Saints have exclusive negotiating rights, and I haven't heard anything, and most of Twitter hasn't heard anything at all about whether that's happening. So I heard there was – I'm going to look it up while you're talking because I think you're right, but I think there was a a weird Drew Brees rule in his contract. Um, but we didn't really, you know, and we talked about Minnesota. I mean, if, if Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater are available, is that the kind of, are those guys also, do you yeah, throw them all, in the AJ yeah, McCarron at, camp? Yeah, or do you, you look at the, I, I think so. And there's a good list and darn it. If I didn't just close down my phone, but it ranks all the 20 available free agents and they are, it was, you know, McCarron, Bridgewater, Bradford, all of the two and a half star variety. And, it was Keenum was three stars, Cousins was three and a half, and and Breeze was was like four and a half, even though he's only got probably a couple of years left. So, but yeah, and I think I think McCown would fall into that group of a two and a half year guy. The fact that you know, I was really upset when he was beating the Bills on Thursday night in that game we all watched together, and thought, boy, this is ridiculous that I McCown do this, but he is a totally serviceable player. You know, and he is—he showed that in the game against the Bills. He he led a Jets team to what five wins. It was probably talented enough to win two games, and and yet he helped lead that. So, you you know, you have some of those. Whether and I think it's a good way to put two and a half star QBs who are are on the market. And I'm fine with them getting one of those because when you think about it, really, where is you know, oops, where's Tyrod? On that that list, he's probably would be considered maybe a three-star QB, so it's a slight downgrade to those guys, but it's not such a downgrade that you know it should necessarily throw the team totally off what it was able to accomplish on offense in 20, 2017. You know what? What I'm reading now is that there was an issue where they thought his contract was going to void, which meant he couldn't partake in the 48-hour talk-to-other team pre-tampering period, which if we could just – Think about how that's a ridiculous phrase for a moment. Um, <laughs> I know but, but that. As a that, lawyer, you've got to be like, okay, legal tampering. All right, I'll just with my I'll find like that's, that. I'll find that's my legal just, category. It's just called that for the juice, uh, like because it sounds so sexy and great. But no, the, that whole that report I had glanced at a few days ago was just, as it turns out, wrong. And he is allowed to partake. And so here on Sunday night, as we go into tomorrow, uh, he very well through his agent could be talking to other teams and getting um, getting offers. I think the Bills are in a, a spot, though. Like, it, even if you wanted Cousins, I don't, or Drew Brees, um, you can't really afford him. No, <laughs> the, way, no. the way the way they're, they're the way their caps all set up, and so you kind of have to. Uh, you're gonna have to, uh, you know, kind of go with a younger guy or an unproven guy. I think you could get a guy like a you know, a Teddy Bridgewater or AJ McCarron, if you thought that there was something in the tank there. But I'm, at that point, I'm happy, you know, drafting a guy personally. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think that's inevitably the Bills are going to have – I would be shocked they draft the QB. Scott did make one point I wanted to go back to because I thought it was pretty accurate. Was mm-hmm. I also don't want the Bills trading everyone to get that quarterback because there's they've got 51 players under contract, 32 have played an NFL game. You know, they need to fill this roster up with some talent because they're, you know, they're thin, really thin at receiver. They don't have a lot of depth at tight end. Their offensive line has some question marks on it. Their defensive pass rush was 
was terrible. Their defensive tackles who both left. Their linebacking situation is a mess. <laughs> you know, they can still use another quarterback. So with all those needs and not being able to get them in free agency, the Bills do have to be very careful to, you know, don't be afraid to give up, you know, your first round picks, maybe a second round pick or even heck a third round pick with that. But keep one of those second rounders, keep one of those third rounders. You need you need you got some other holes you gotta worry about. Um, do we Yes, absolutely. I, I don't mean to just shuffle off your, your point there because I just I'm now catching wind of this. It's it's semi-related bills. Uh, people are sending me things Is about the Jake Arrieta signing with the Phillies because I'm happy to discuss that for ten minutes and how that affects our lives. Jake I don't care care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to Nats 102. Um, <laughs> no, no, people are sending me stuff about this OJ special that's airing on Fox right now, um, like the lost tapes where he may or may oh, not yes. have confessed. Um, I heard jokes that it's kind of funny that they found these right around the time American Idol was debuting on a new network. Right. That was, that was exactly yeah. when Fox found these. This was, Remember, because he, he had written this book or something, too? I don't know. This Anyway, I don't want to go down that. Uh, do we have anything else? Was there a This Day in Bill's History? I'm, I'm Not if I'm putting you on the spot. No, I, I'm not this week. This week there wasn't really uh, anything this day-ish worthy. Uh, so I looked at the list and thought, hey, so that, it'd just be filler today. So nothing nothing of note on March 11th. Uh, per the website, I secretly access to look for this news. Okay. Um, well, Scott had to go. Uh, oh, he's back. Very good. Okay, good. So we can uh, – I was pretty much just going to wrap up then because I feel like we've, we've talked about what there is to talk about. And then, you know, as – free agency will happen next week and we'll you know if we don't come back straight away next week certainly within the next week or two we'll do another podcast and then you know we'll be halfway to the the draft and then we'll have a final look at the draft and maybe we'll be talking about crazy 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 draft um but i think we're done for tonight so thank you all for listening if you'd like to get a hold of us you can go to our facebook page facebook.com backslash bbillsmny go to twitter bbillsmny uh you can google us you can search for buffalo b uh sorry buffalo bills podcast or just you know type maybe next buffalo bills maybe next year or maybe next year into a podcast search engine and just add us that'd be great um you can go to our blog bbillsmny.wordpress.com which i'm actually going to just stop advertising at this point since we may we may eventually switch to a different podcast host and uh, and then we're never going to do anything there um but facebook and twitter are great places to get a hold of us uh you can certainly email us bbillsmny at gmail.com let us know what you think uh is going on get and join the conversation um but until then thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed our little pop-up episode here and we will talk to you very soon until then i'm frank I'm Paul. All right. Good night, everyone.